0: Welcome to House Money. I'm your host, Richin Jones, your wealth-creating realtor, owner of Rich and Famous Real Estate, and associate broker at Presidio Real Estate, the GDP Group in Draper, Utah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here today. We're going to work on making your bucket list today. A lot of people have bucket lists of things they want to do in their life, things they want to be, places they want to go, things they want to see. We're going to help you make your asset bucket list today. One of the things I get asked a lot about when we're talking about investment properties is, how do I buy them? How do I afford them? And what they're really asking is, how do I come up with the money to buy a house, an investment property? I need 25% down, I need 20% down, whatever it may be. That's a lot. A duplex costs a lot more than a single-family home in some cases. How do I come up with the money to be able to do that? we got to get clarity around a couple of things when we're buying an investment property, not the least of which is what assets do we have available to us to be able to work with? We can't just run into a property, not know our numbers, and not know what we can afford because we don't know what we have to work with. It's not like we're buying lunch here. We're not buying a hamburger, and if we don't like it, we can just you know, buy another one later on when we're hungry again. Buying a home, buying an investment property, particularly one we're not going to live in, is a big decision, and we need to get it right. Right from the beginning, we need to get clarity before we take action rather than the other way around, taking action, then trying to justify that action with our reasoning. So, we're talking about your asset bucket list today, and we're going to help you make that asset bucket list. What is a bucket of money? When I teach my classes, I bring my red solo plastic cups with me and I lay them out on the table and I have a big stack. And I explain to those who are there that each one of these cups represents a bucket of money. And a bucket of money is an asset and an asset is anything that you own that has value and the first question I get was i own this and this i i own a collectible car but i would never sell it to buy a home or a property and the answer is absolutely everybody's circumstances are going to be different some people are going to be willing to use some assets that other people might not use and that's okay what we're doing creating a bucket list is putting all of our assets out on the table so we know exactly what we have to work with and then that's when the clarity starts to come of what can we use, what are we willing to use to buy another property to add an additional asset to our, to our list. So what sort of things go on your asset bucket list? And I'm going to encourage you, if you got a piece of paper, if you're not for driving, but at a safe time, get a piece of paper and start writing down the things that are on your bucket list, your asset bucket list. Let me give you a couple of examples. Here are some of the main ones that always come up first. Your checking account. Your savings account your 401k account maybe your spouse's 401k account or your significant others like 401k account ira accounts life insurance policies that have cash value how about your primary residence how about your house if you've owned your house for any amount of time in the last couple of years or longer you probably have significant equity in your house that is an asset now how do you unlock it well you could do a cash out refinance but if you have a very low rate and that doesn't make sense you could also open up a home equity line of credit you could also potentially do a home, uh, home equity loan if you like the idea of having a fixed rate. So your, your home definitely is an asset that needs to be on your bucket list. What other assets could you add to your bucket list? Maybe you have an inheritance funds. Maybe you have a stock bond portfolio account that has other various things that maybe you have an annuity that has some cash value that you could access. Again, remember here, especially as we go through these next couple here, we're not going to use all of these assets to buy a property. We just need to understand first what you have available. Jewelry collection. Do you have a jewelry collection that has value to it? Again, not saying we're gonna use it, but that's, that's an asset, right? How about your art collection, other collectibles, like a gun collection, uh, other, other types of collections? What about your car? This is where we get the most amount of uh, conversation, sometimes disagreement among people in my classes. Are cars, assets, And should they be on your asset bucket list? I would argue it depends. If you've got a collectible car that you're never going to sell, because it's a 1929 Model T, absolutely. Let's put it on the table as an asset, but we're probably going to turn that cup upside down when we start into what assets are available to buy a property, because we're just never going to sell that car in order to buy a property. Maybe you would, but probably not. Now, my little 2015 Honda Accord out in the parking lot there that's paid off, could that be an asset? Could I go down to my local credit union this afternoon and say, here's my title of my car. It's owned free and clear. I would like to do a cash out refinance on this car. And they figure out what the value is. And they say, yes, Richard, we'll, we'll give you $10,000 for that car on a cash out refinance. Here are your terms of your loan. It's six years at 7%, whatever it is. And all of a sudden now I have just created $10,000 that I could put towards the purchase of a, of a property. So, I argue yes, your car could be an asset. Now, if it's a brand new car that you bought off the lot and you drove it away and immediately it was underwater, because that's what new cars do lots of the time, um, your car may not be an asset right now, but don't discount it for maybe later. Could you sell that car and create space in your monthly budget because you're not paying the car payment on it? Um, So, I always include cars on my asset bucket list because depending on the situation, depending on the car, Potentially I could get some cash out of it, either on a cash out refinance, if it's owned free and clear, or maybe it's something I decide it's, I'm going to sell it and get a different car so that I can create uh, some space on my, my debt to income ratios by not having that car payment. Other types of assets that we need to have on our bucket list. Obviously you have your mortgage lender. That's in many cases, that's where you're going to get your long-term financing from. That's definitely an asset to, to know your mortgage, know your mortgage lender, your mortgage broker, uh, where you get the funds from. That's, that's that's an asset. Let me offer two other additional assets that should be on your bucket list. And if they are not already, maybe think about adding them. The first one, hard money lenders. If you are a real estate investor or want to be or aspire to be, you should absolutely know one or more hard money lenders or have one or more hard money lender relationships in your life. That hard money lender is an asset on your bucket list. Because if we when you find a property that's the perfect property, it fits your numbers, your your it checks all the boxes, and you need to buy that property in seven or 10 days, and you have ideas for how you could long-term financing it, maybe you're gonna rehab it and then refinance it and cash out and do all your whatever you're gonna do with that property later on, but you need the money right now, your hard money lender is an asset. It is a bucket list item. So if you don't know a hard money lender, talk to your lender talk to your real estate agent, talk to others within the industry. I, I assure you that you know somebody who knows a hard money lender. In fact, you probably know somebody who would loan you money, even if they don't consider themselves a hard money lender, they may have cash available. They, they may have cash sitting in checking or a savings account themselves that they just haven't ever been asked if they would loan it at six or eight or 12% with you know two points up front. Maybe they have money sitting around thinking to themselves, man, like I wish this money was, was making a return. I don't really want to go and invest in anything. That's not my thing, but I would loan it to somebody and you could go show them the numbers and, you know, how it's going to be paid back and the terms and everything else. Maybe that makes sense. So just because someone doesn't call themselves a hard money lender doesn't mean they can't be or become a hard money lender. You just got to ask questions around people around you and find out who that is. The final bucket that I want to add to your bucket list and this has not always been the case in the last few years but as we've seen interest rates go higher and people have low rates that they don't really want to give up those lower rates have obviously become more valuable sellers have become an asset sellers should be an asset on your bucket list with the opportunities to potentially assume an fha or va loan um but the opportunities to to do other Other things that sellers might be able to do to work with you to sell a property where they can still benefit from a seller finance situation, sellers should absolutely be on your asset bucket list. And we should absolutely be looking for opportunities where we can do a seller finance deal because rates are lower. And if we can make it work throughout the whole process, that could be an amazing opportunity, particularly in the short term. By short term, I mean the first three to five years. And then maybe you need to get longer term financing or, or whatever the situation may be. Um, also one note on FHA and VA loan assumptions, they can be done. I need you to talk to your local, uh, or your, your preferred, uh, lending officer or mortgage broker about how that's done. It can be done. There are some requirements and, and some hoops to jump through, but you know, that could be, a, that could be a good opportunity as well. So we've got all these buckets, we've got all these cups, these red solo cups out on the table. We've now identified all of the assets that we have. We've created our asset bucket list. What do we do now? Well, the goal is we want to add more assets to that list right we want to add a property we want to add a duplex we want to add an airbnb we want to add a piece of land whatever it is we want to add And remember i talked about in the first episode we're focusing on the very next property we're trying to figure out how to get the next property onto our bucket list so imagine we have another red solo cup and it's it's out on the other side of the room our job is to figure out how to get that cup from the other side of the room onto the table where the rest of our assets are the rest of our buckets are Right now, that bucket over across the room is empty. We have to fill it. We have to fill it with enough money to be able to buy it. So we look at the assets we have in front of us on our bucket list. And we've taken out the collectible car and the jewelry and the art collection. Those are things that we've decided we're not going to use to purchase the property. And we see what's left. And then we look at that and go, well, I could could dip into my HELOC bucket. I could pull $50,000 from my HELOC bucket and I could put it in this bucket over here on this property I'm trying to buy. And I could pull $25,000 from my savings bucket and add it to the bucket of this property I'm trying to buy. That gives me 75, okay. Well, I gotta come up with 400, so now I need to come up with $325,000 still. Um, You know what? I could borrow $150,000 from my hard money lender for some short-term financing. I'm gonna rehab this house or whatever it may be. So that that gives me now $225,000. And maybe I can convince the seller to do a seller finance opportunity on the other $175,000 to make up this $400,000. You put that together, you make your offer, do all the things you need to make an offer. Now you've purchased that property. You get to take that cup that's on the Mm -hmm. other side of the room that's now full of $400,000, and you get to slide it onto the table with your other assets. You've just created another asset. You've added another asset to your bucket list. And at some point you may start taking money back out of that new cup, that new bucket list item and and replenishing the ones you pulled it from. Maybe do long-term refinancing and you pay off the hard money lender. So you fill the hard money lender bucket back up and then you pull some money back out and you you pay your HELOC off. You you top off your HELOC bucket as well. And maybe put some money back in your savings account. And now you've got long-term financing from your, your mortgage lender bucket item, bucket list item. You see how this works? And now we've got, we have a new new asset on our table. Now we have a new asset on our bucket list. And now we focus on the next property. We see another cup out there on the other side of the room and say, okay, there's there's the next property I want to buy. We look at our bucket list again. So, okay, how do I do this? Where can I draw from to fill that bucket over there so I can purchase it and bring it over to my bucket list over here? This is how properties are purchased. One at a time, using the assets we have available, but we have to get clarity around what we have. Oftentimes when I'm meeting with clients and the first question i have asked them, and it's an intentional question is, what assets do you have available to buy this property? And, and it's not their fault. This is just how most people think. They often think about their house. Yes. The HELOC first, although not always the savings account. Yes. And that's when the question becomes like rich and like, I just don't know how to come up with enough money to buy the property. And this is where we start to do this exercise of identifying all of the assets and creating their own asset bucket list. So that then they can start to see, they can conceptualize, they can, they can chunk it down into, I can pull money from here and here and here and here to purchase this one. And now I get to slide that over and now I can refine, you know, do a long-term financing. I can replace money over on these, replace money in these buckets I've drawn from. And look at this. Now I have an initial asset. This is how it works. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that if you, I hope that you will take the opportunity to sit down, have an honest conversation with yourself. Create your own asset bucket list and identify which assets you are willing or would be willing to use to purchase a property, assuming it was the right property at the right terms, the right price, and the right time. You put all those things together when those when that opportunity comes along, you are going to be in a very good position to make a strong offer to add that new that new property to your bucket list. Hope this has been helpful. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on House Money. My name is Richard Jones, your wealth creating realtor.